Welcome back to where heaven and earth are touching for Parshat Vayechi. Today's Agad is from Esachat Shabbat 32a. There, regarding divine judgment, it notes that a person's advocates are repentance and good deeds. The Gemara comments that even if there are 999 asserting his guilt, only one asserting his innocence, he will be spared. As it states in Eov, if there be for him an angel, an advocate, just one amongst a thousand, to vouch for a man's deeds, then he is gracious unto him and says, Deliverance from going to the pit. Rabbi Eliezer, son of Rabbi Yosei Haglili, says that even if there are 999 portions within that one accuser, and only one portion saving his innocence, he will be spared, as it is stated, an advocate, one amongst a thousand. Echoing this sentiment, that good deeds are the catalyst for deliverance, the Mishnah Mesechatani notes, It is not sackcloth and fasting that cause atonement for our sins. Rather, it is repentance and good deeds. We see this with the people of Nineveh, because it is not saying God saw their sackcloth and their fasting. Rather, the Pasuk in Yonah says, And Hashem saw their deeds, that they had turned back from their evil way. Can now begin to appreciate what Maximus tells his soldiers in the movie Gladiator when he says, Brothers, what we do in life echoes in eternity. But this ideal can be hammered home even further in the broader context of our lives, an idea from Perkadir Rabbi Eliezer in chapter 34, and is expanded upon in a parable of the Chavetz Chaim. A wealthy man was summoned to the palace of the king, and it was then that the man discovered who his friends really were. Some of his friends immediately took leave of him upon hearing he was summoned before the king. The second type said, We will accompany you to the palace. However, we can't go any further. And thus, the man had to enter the palace grounds alone. As he entered the gates, scared and alone, he was surprised to find one of his friends that he least expected to standing and telling him, I will not abandon you. And this is what happens at the end of our lives. We are summoned to the palace of the king of kings. The first friend, this is our wealth, our possessions, which are with us only so long as we have the good fortune. The second set of friends, these are our personal connections, our family, our acquaintances, who only can go with us as far as the grave, but they will leave us there. The third set of friends, though, these are our good deeds, which go with us and stay with us forever. They are the friend who knows us best, even if we didn't think so, and is best positioned to stand by us for all time. They are the legacy of our life. We see this interaction play out in our parasha. Our parasha begins with the end of Yaakov's life, his fantastic wealth and possessions, which have actually been a very prevalent part of his narrative when sharing what goes on in his life and his interactions with others are not mentioned. They're already in the background. Then Yaakov blesses his grandchildren, gathers his children, offers them support, encouragement, calls out courses of actions of how they should behave, how they can channel their strengths and their challenge points into good deeds of their own. They must go forward now, just like he must. The Gemara Masecha Pesachim 56a notes that when Yaakov brought his children together, it was to tell them what would befall them at the end of days. Divine presence left him in that moment leaving him to wonder if it was because there was deficiency in his children, his legacy. The Gemara answers, though, that his children dispelled this doubt. What could be the reason, then, that Yaakov's goal in this moment was thwarted? Perhaps it was because his children and his later descendants needed to find eternity for themselves. 
If they knew what the future held, their own actions would be influenced by this knowledge. When Yaakov finishes speaking with his children, helping each of them to see how to best achieve their own masim tovim, their good deeds, the Basuk says Yaakov was litzavot, the same root as the word mitzvah, meaning he finished giving them a charge, a command of action. And in this context, he had given his last piece of advice. Pursue the deeds that will not just stay with you forever, but pursue the deeds we will be proud to have with us on that journey. Shabbat Shalom.